The following podcast is completely fictional. All of the characters, even those based on real people, are fictional. They are just impressions by a weird dude talking to himself for your enjoyment. Hola, bramigos. What's up, everybody? It's Above the Dave. It's another wonderful, beautiful day and another episode of the Lot Scene Podcast. Uh, today, we are going to talk about LPGOB's album, Garcia, and just what she's up to and doing with the music of the Grateful Dead. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Reviews are all over the place. We're going to talk about it. After that, we are getting a special visit from one of the greatest singers of all time, of one of the greatest rock bands of all time. Tom York of Radiohead is here once again, and today he's going to do some fish covers for us, which we're super pumped about. After that, we are going to catch up with Lisa, the wife of a fish fan, and we're going to check in on her since the situation last season where her daughter Esther did go through the portal to Gamehenge and is currently still lost in Gamehenge. So we need to get caught up and see how she's holding up. And then last, but definitely not least, it's the darling of the jam band world. Ladies and gentlemen, Billy Strings is here in the studio today, and we're going to chat with him. So drop a shard on your neighbor's tarp. It's another episode of The Lot If you were not aware, which is very likely, you may not be aware, a DJ producer by the name of LP Giobi, who I knew in the EDM world. I've never seen her perform, but she's everywhere. She's all over the place, making a lot of music, collaborating with a lot of people. And what I noticed right out the gate about her, and I thought to myself, I like this one, is that she's always rocking Grateful Dead shit. Every single show, she's got Grateful Dead shirts on, different ones every show, which definitely sticks out because you just don't see people in that world wearing vintage Grateful Dead shirts. So right away, I was like, oh, she seems pretty dope. And so she's really leaning in to the music of the Grateful Dead and to this uh, community here recently by dropping a album that is like a house remixed version of Jerry Garcia's 1972 album Garcia and uh, I've listened to it many times and I fucking love it that's that's the first thing I'll say I I do really 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 love what she's up to I think it's not only that I love the album itself it's that I uh, I do love the concept and I think there is so much endless amounts of sampling and uh, songs and opportunity, just a goldmine of treasures 
that she can uncover and turn into house bangers. So I think it's cool. I always I, I appreciate people who are trying to reinterpret things and to make things new. That's me, though. That is definitely not everybody. And when she released this album for like a week, the internet kind, at least in the deadhead community, jam band community at large, were in discussion, if not arguing about if this is a good thing, which let's just scope this thing out for a second. The Grateful Dead have been around since the 60s. I like I know people who only listen to like 68 to 72 and not a year after 72. Like that's when the Grateful Dead were pure, dude. And yeah, I know a handful of people that swear by the earliest incarnation of the dead, I guess the pig pen. Like that's it. That's the purest form of the dead. Anything after that, garbage, dude. For for real. That's uh those are real people. And then there are people who are like, dude, 73, that was the year. That was the peak year. Everything else is garbage. And then there are people that are like, well, you know, really, 74 through 78 had a lot of good shit, too. So they're the, that's, the, that's the peak, which, you know, I kind of fall in the camp of, like, the peak being, yeah, like, 73 through 78, personally. But, that's, but those are the people that are like, only will listen to that. Everything after that is garbage. And there's a lot of those deadheads. Poor, man, the poor Grateful Dead. <laughs> it's like every time they tried to do anything, there was just a whole bunch of people that were like, hey... Do it like you used to do it. That's always been a thing. If you think that's just with your band, oh my God, no. And you can see it. It's all over social media because there's so many different age groups that are now on social media and following the Grateful Dead. Like, even if your uncle barely is on Instagram, because he's probably on Facebook, let's be honest, and he's saying weird shit, and he loves the Grateful Dead, he's not, if he's going to be on Instagram following any account, it's the Grateful Dead account or similar ones. And so, man, those old timers are in the comments of, of Grateful Dead posts. And it shows it's uh, there is some there's some serious negativity, you know, and then there's people who are like the, the 80s were peak. They're Brent people and they're like 80s peak, you know, 84, 88. Um, you know, there are so many people who are currently online because they're young enough to still be involved in social media where, yeah, they weren't around in the 60s or 70s. But like, yeah, they saw some shows in the 80s, maybe 90s, and now they're on social media. So, of course, you got to take all of that into consideration. you got to understand that this band uh, has been making music for a very long time, that people have been pissed the entire time about the choices that this band has made. And they, they to their credit, they will admit they're, they haven't been the best, the, the most savvy business band. And uh, so they will admit that they, it's probably been a frustrating ride for their fan base. And it still continues to this day. In fact, it's kind of at this point now, and I get it, where the Deadhead fan base is kind of looking at Dead & Company. Uh, they're looking at all of the partnerships and collaborations happening with the Grateful Dead name and the bit dancing bears and the insignias that's now being smacked onto everything including like salad bags i mean it's everywhere i mean every kind of clothing item uh the grateful dead is is always partnering with with different stuff and you know selling t-shirts for 80 dollars dead and company charging almost 40 dollars for a live stream on nugs.net 
you know, there's a lot of things that got uh, that have deadheads huffing and puffing on the Internet and none more so, I think, this year than LPGOB's Garcia album, because you had just the social media uprising of like older heads who say that this is just bastardizing a great album and <laughs> and uh, fuck this, you know. And then you have the other people saying, this is great. This is uh, true artistry. This is someone who is taking these songs from 40 years ago and they are uh, giving them some new life and a new soundscape. And that's where I'm at. I think that shit's awesome. I'm a sucker for house remixes, period. I mean, it could just be like a 90s hip hop song, but it's like redone as a house song. And I'm like, I take the bait every time. <laughs> I love remixes. And I think this was a super ambitious project and, and release from LPGOB. And I actually, she came out with her own album as well this year. And I, I really, you know, had all these other like more modern, like, you know, EDM people as her vocalists on her tracks like a lot of these producers will make the beats and then hire you know bring on people to like come up with or sing vocals and she did that as well and I didn't really like those tracks that much maybe like one of them I actually like the stuff she was doing that was instrumental and then it made me think oh you know what I want I want more dead house that's what she calls it it's dead house she does shows she actually was performed at uh playing in the sands uh, she's uh, was doing late night shows after Dead and Company during their last final tour. So the Grateful Dead are on board with what she's doing. Bob Weir, all you know, Dead and Company are on board with what she's doing. A lot of deadheads are loving it. Probably, let's be honest, a lot of these young deadheads, and they are so many out there right now, so many like 20-year-old, 20 20-something-year-old 20 deadheads, It's uh, there's a resurgence happening. They're probably all about this. It's a great late-night option like i mean i could see her locking in dope late night spots on so many festivals i mean think of all the grateful dead festivals and all of the jam band festivals that she would just shine on and she has so many more versions of grateful dead songs uh, remixed that she she also has for her live show i haven't seen it i've seen clips i'm very excited to to catch a dead house set personally i just found it crazy when I started seeing the comments. But to be honest, ever since she put out that album and I saw the comments, I actually, I kept a real close eye on the social media of the Grateful Dead and Dead and & Company. And, you know, when they would make certain announcements, they would turn off the comments. I don't know any other band, I'll say this, I don't know any other jam band that I keep a watch on, yeah, on social media that that gets so much hate <laughs> that gets so much hate in the comment section that they feel that it is best to turn off the comments when making certain announcements or partnering with certain things or you know posting something in solidarity with uh, you know pride month you know there is let's be honest there's no other fan base and it's because I'm not saying there's something wrong with the fan base I'm just saying they're going they're going back pretty far and I know it's all about love and light most of the Grateful Dead people are wonderful love and light people but I do know the fan base is larger than any other jam band want it scopes so 
much further than you could possibly imagine. It is in the homes and hearts of a lot of different people who have a lot of different views and have been around many different decades and are many different ages. It's not like everybody's on the same page. Not that any other jam band that gets that big has an entire fan base on the same page. Of course it doesn't. But I will say that it is interesting that when certain posts are made by Dead & Company or The Grateful Dead that they just choose to turn off the ability for you to leave a comment because they've seen them and they're horrendous and there's just so much negativity going on i i would that'd be so crazy if fish had turned off the comments because too many people were spewing uh hateful ignorant things in the comments like i'd say it's just in it's always kind of been the case with uh the fans of the dead it's kind of been the case with probably a lot of different bands and the, the longer a band is around the more frustrated the older jaded fans get, right? Until your next thing you know, you're 70 years old and you're uh, furiously typing in the comment section of your favorite band's Instagram about how some 20-something-year-old girl remixing their songs as house songs is the worst thing that's ever happened to your ears. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's just such a obvious response to respond that way. Ugh, I hate it. My hope is that LPGOB continues to make more and more Grateful Dead music remixed. My hope is that LPGOB comes out with more and more of these albums. That That's my hope. I hope she releases live sets that I can check out on YouTube or any of that stuff. I, I really can't get enough of it. Give me a house version of Eyes of the World? Fuck yes. I'm a biscuit kid though, so maybe that's... Maybe that's obvious that I would want that, but it's not, I know it's not for everybody and that's the, and it doesn't have to be for you. It doesn't have to be for everybody. It's, but I like it and it's, it's making a lot of people happy. And I guess the question is, is it making people who don't like the Grateful Dead like the Grateful Dead? Is it making kids who like house music now fans of the Grateful Dead? Uh, I bet it is. I actually think it is. Uh, did John Mayer make John Mayer fans fans of the Grateful Dead by doing Dead & Company? Bet your ass he did. Yeah. When he posted on Instagram about playing with Dead & Company, about how it was this, you know, that, that long, really nice post he made after their final show, there was a whole bunch of comments in there about people who got into the Grateful Dead through John Mayer. It fucking, it happened. And it's happening with LPGOB. There are people being like, whoa, this is cool. Garcia, she remixed his album. Let me hear the original. It's it's obviously it's going to happen. And if you're a fan of hers, you've been seeing her rock the Grateful Dead stuff since you've been a fan. So and if you're young and impressionable, you know, and you're a fan of hers, you're going to want to know what she's a fan of, too. And, and she, you know, so she is going to introduce more and more people to this music. I think it's a great thing. There's zero downside to someone doing remixes of your music. There is only upside. There's only more people who can have their lives positively affected by discovering the music of the Grateful Dead. Can we all agree on that? That for every new generation, there's going to be many people who will discover the Grateful Dead and their lives will be forever changed for the better because of it. However you find it, however you need to find it, because as, as, as time passes, it may not be rock music, right? We're at a point where rock music may is so dead that we may not. It may not be a rock band or some dead cover band or something that's going to get you into the dead. Though that is happening too right now, with Joe Russo's almost dead. But 
It could just be that your DJ's playing some dead and you get into it from that. That's that's going to happen. So if you're not adapting with the times, then you are being phased out. Simple as that uh, on any level. So I, I welcome it and I welcome um, whatever other takes on this music that people want to bring forward. I think it's cool. But overall, it does feel like it, it's killing live. Uh, the Dead House stuff is killing live. The album was fantastic. I really love the bird song. Uh, I really love the version of The Wheel. I thought those are probably my two favorite highlights. Sugary was dope. I mean, it's cool. I'm going to listen to anything she releases that is Grateful Dead related, for sure. I know that she was raised by deadhead parents. So she was raised on the music of the Grateful Dead. It's not that she's just rocking a bunch of tie-dyes like some of these Gen Zers. Uh, no, she's really into, and always has been, uh, into the music of the Grateful Dead and raised on it. So if you get the exact response from an old deadhead on the, on the internet, if the response is, Jerry is rolling in his grave right now, then you know you're doing something right, right? Do I know what Jerry Garcia would have thought about this album? No, I don't. Oh! Hey, above the Dave. Jerry Garcia. Hey, everyone. How's it going? It, it's going great, Jerry, from heaven. How's heaven? It's a sunshine daydream. You know, above the Dave. I just wanted to say that the new LP GOB's album has me rolling in my grave. Oh my God. I don't know. For some reason, Jerry, I thought you, you would have been down with this album. Oh no. I am very down with this album. I'm literally rolling titties in my grave because I'm dancing up a storm to this wonderful house album. Oh shit. Yeah. I've been playing her remix of the deal every single day on repeat. My glow stick twirling, pacifier suckling, little candy flipping ass. Can't get enough of this album above the Dave. Oh, that's cool to hear, Jerry. I didn't, I didn't know you were big into the rave scene. You know, I missed most of it, but up here in heaven, yeah, it's basically just one big rave. Oh shit, that's really dope. Yeah, I'm really into it now. All of us in the Grateful Dead and all of the dead hippies that are up here in heaven, we're all just getting down every single day to this album. And we can't wait to see what she does next. Well. Man, you have it here, folks. Jerry Garcia, supporter of LPGOB's album. He is literally rolling in his grave. The molly up here is fire. I can only imagine, Jerry. Well, I gotta go. Always a pleasure, Jerry Garcia. Thanks for popping in. Also, she's a total babe. She is. Yeah, she is a total babe. All right, well, I gotta go. All right, Jerry. Catch you later. Bye, everyone. From heaven. Jerry Garcia. Always nice to hear from the goat. All right, well, moving on, we have a very special guest. He was on last season, and people were very excited about it. He, he really wasn't even technically booked, uh, but Vinny accidentally booked him. And uh, he had a really fun time on the podcast, and he wants to come back and do some more music for us. Ladies and gentlemen... Frontman for the band Radiohead, it's Tom York. Hello, 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 everyone. Hello. Hey, Tom. What's new with you? Nothing really. Oh, okay. Uh, you wanted to come back on our podcast? Ah, uh, yes. I had a very nice time playing 
the music of the Grateful Dead, and I'm a, just a very big jam band fan, so I thought I'd come back and play a couple more tracks for you. And yes, that's uh, what we were told, and we were very happy. Always welcome here, Tom. Uh, we are huge fans. I know it's Radiohead's not a jam band, but uh, we were all very shocked to hear that you are a big fan of jam bands. Uh, so today, we're hearing that you want to play some fish songs. Is that right? Yes, I'm a massive, massive fish fan. So I would like to play maybe a couple versions uh, of some fish songs. Nothing would make me happier on God's green earth than to hear Tom York do some renditions of fish songs. Should we get to it? Brilliant. Let's get to it then. All right, get situated. All right, first song that Tom York is going to be playing here is... The first song is a song called Slave to the Traffic Light. All right, great fish tune. All right, Tom, let her rip. favorite fish songs it's just smashing yeah no it's it's a great one yeah another one for us yeah i've got two more songs i'd like to play all right what's uh what's the name of this next fish song that we're playing today this one if you've maybe heard of it it's called um the mango song the mango song yeah i definitely heard of it uh all right everybody tom york's version of the mango song Spasms when I'm dropping to his knees 
That was awesome. Thank you, Tom, for that. Thank you. I really appreciate that. All right. And you have one more fish song that you want to play for us. That's right. And what fish song are we going to close it out with? I think we'll just play it and you can figure out which one it is. All right. I like that. Yeah, let's mix it up. Okay. So, all right. Hit us with another fish song and we'll figure out which one it is.
Yes, dude. Sick. Dirt? Oh my god, hell yeah. It was great. I don't think I'll ever hear that song the same way again. It's really, it's an honor to play the music of Fish. I'm just such a huge fan. Yeah, again, totally shocked by that. I would think that would be like the last kind of music you'd listen to. Yeah, my, I celebrate everything. I mean, the old stuff, the 90s, the Baker's Dozen. Do you know about Baker's Dozen? No repeats. Yeah, no repeats. All right, well, you gotta be heading out. All right, Tom. Tom, thank you so much for coming by the studio. If you could come back again, uh, anytime, you are welcome to play any music of any sort. And we really, truly appreciate having you on the podcast. And if you're a topper, then you can eat my ass. <laughs> Yo, all right, Tom, getting saucy there. All right, have a good day. Okay, give it up for Tom York, everybody. Okay, so next up, we are going to give a call and check in with our dear friend Lisa, who is the wife of a fish fan. Her husband's name is Matthew. They have a child named Esther, who last season came to the studio with her father, and then she came again and went through the portal that was opened up from Gamehenge, and she then got locked into Gamehenge. So this family has been without their child now for many months. It is absolutely heart-wrenching. We just want to check in with Lisa, see how she's doing, and, uh, and tell her that there's some hope, as we've come to find out. All right, so let's get her on the line. Everybody's Lisa, the wife of a fish fan. Shut up, shut up, shut up. I gotta get the phone. Hello? Lisa, hey, it's Hello? Above the Dave. How, how are you holding up? Hello, Above the David. How, how, are you, how are you holding up, Lisa? This is awful, Above the David. It's awful. This is, like, the second worst thing that I've experienced this year. The second worst? Okay, uh, what was the first? The Fish Greek Theater 44-minute tweezer, David? Oh my god, what a nightmare. Matthew played it over and over. I don't know what's longer. That Greek tweezer or the search for my missing daughter, oy vey. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, Lisa. Oh, now I know the reason that I am feeling so forlorn. <clears throat> uh, yeah? Yeah, my daughter. I just my missing my baby, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, above the yeah. David, sweetie. You know, when we were young, we thought life was a game. But then somebody leaves you and you're never the same. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Where'd, where'd you get that from? What do you mean? I just I just said that. I just made it up. I just, I don't know. I just came up with it. Oh, okay. Why? Oh, no. No worries. David, it's no time to be making jokes. While you were prancing around on spring tour, David, I was grieving the loss of my child. Now I'm mending things I broke inside. <clears throat> What is it? Lisa, I want you to know that there's hope is what I'm is what I'm trying to call you about. Don't give up hope. Don't give up hope, David. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm telling you no, you should be hopeful. That's what I'm telling myself. I keep telling myself you're clinging to the notion that you'll be fine. And I will be fine. I'll I'm just I'm telling you she she's in Gamehenge. She's alive, Lisa. What are you talking about, David? I'm saying she's gone, but we will find her, Lisa. 
Oh, like you Spunions could find her, okay? She isn't a ground score, David. Lisa, no, I'm telling you that I spoke with some lizards. Some wizards? No, some lizards. Only thing above the David, you've lost it, sweetie. No, 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 I'm serious. Lisa, I just spoke with some lizards and we gave a letter to the famous Mockingbird and the famous Mockingbird is taking it to Aculus and Gamehenge so he can search for your daughter and he's gonna find her. Wait, she's alive? How do you know? I literally just told you. Well, th can you get her? I mean, I, I, you know, eventually. I mean, if I could, I would, but I, I don't know how. <laughs> what? What is so fucking funny? No, no, uh, nothing. Just... Wait, am, am I saying something funny to you? This is tragic, David. My daughter is lost in a in a world called Gamehenge. Well, we're we're gonna find her, okay? What do you need from me? I mean, I don't I don't think I need anything from you. Just but ask me, and I'll do anything for you. <laughs> what am I saying, David? I swear to God, I will. Reach through this phone and choke you, you little rolled out wook. No, it's nothing. It's nothing, Lisa. It's uh, it's very serious. What we know is that Esther is in the land of Gamehenge. She's trying to find Aaron Wolf, okay, who is the new ruler of the land after finding the Helping Friendly book that Michael Kang freaking threw back into the portal last season. She's trying to find him and return the book back into the hands of the lizards. David, for God's sake, what are you talking about? Listen, Lisa, I'm telling you, she's actually alive. I knew it. I knew it. She's been speaking to me in my dreams. What do you mean? I, I, I can't describe the feeling when I'm in my bed asleep and then I wake up with a vision blurred. And it's Esther. <laughs> okay. And now you're telling me, David. Uh-huh. That there's a life beyond the dream. Oh, my God. What? What is it? I'm just, I'm just telling you what's going yeah, on no, with me. Yeah, no, yeah. Listen, David. You're a sick fuck. You know that? You're laughing at someone else's misfortune? Someone else's pain? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. We are on the mission to find your daughter. It's happening. We are notifying people in this other land. Hopefully, Aculus gets the message and he finds your daughter. That's the second best thing I've heard this year, David. What's the first best thing you've heard? Do you remember that fish show this summer where the band was on stage playing Sense and Subtle Sounds and they had to stop early because of the rain and lightning? Yeah. Yeah, that was a three-minute fish song. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that was the best thing I've heard all year. But this is a nice, this is a very close second that my daughter is still alive. Oh, I can't wait to tell Matthew. Now we gotta find her, David. We gotta, we gotta fucking find her. I agree, Lisa, and I really think we can do it. So, as soon as I hear anything, I will let you know. Alright, sweetheart. I'm gonna go grieve. Hey, what the fuck? Keep it the fuck down back there. Jesus Christ, I'm a grieving woman. How is it still so loud in this place and we're down a kid? Jesus. All right, Lisa. We'll, we'll, we'll chat soon. I'm going to pray every night to Ficulus. Oh, uh, it's not Ficulus. It's uh, Iculus. Oh, okay. Okay, well, that name's stupid. Lisa, pray to Iculus. Trust me. Pray to him every night. All right, if you say so. But it sounds crazy, but ask me, and I'll do anything for you. <laughs> what? what? Oh, God. I'm hanging up the phone. Bye, Lisa. All right, everybody. Lisa, the wife of a fish fan. Our final guest today, we've had him a few times on the podcast. We love having him come on. 
tell us what's going on in his very busy, very successful, very inspiring musical journey. Ladies and gentlemen, Billy Strings. Hey, what's going on, both today? Hey, Billy, good to, good to have you back here, man. Oh, pleasure to be here. You've done already so much this year. You have performed with Willie Nelson and Bob Weir, and you're making music, dropped a single with Willie Nelson, and touring all over, selling out where you go. And you're going to Europe soon, huh? That's right, yeah, I uh, did a few dates in the summer, and then we're doing a full European tour this fall. Oh, man, what uh, what, what cities are you hitting up? Uh, the tour's actually kicking off in uh, France. Oh, Paris, huh? Oh, no, it's actually kicking off in Chester, France. Chester, France. Okay. Okay. And then we're heading to the city of Sheena in Finland. Okay. Yeah, not familiar with that one. And then we're going to the big city of Dwayne, Denmark. Denmark. And then we're heading to Germany. Ah, uh, you doing Berlin? Berlin? Uh, no, Earl. We're doing Earl Lynn in Germany. Earl Lynn. Yeah, I'm not, not familiar with that. I know Berlin. Then we're bouncing over to Vinton, Italy. You know, I'm just, uh, I guess I'm not that uh, well-versed in my European cities, so haven't heard a lot of these. No, that's all right above the day. But after that, we're doing a couple dates in the Netherlands, in the beautiful town of Mercedes. And then we're doing uh, two shows back-to-back in uh, the wonderful town of Roscoe. Roscoe, okay. And then we're going to be doing uh, a date in uh, Portugal. Beautiful coastal city of Garth. Garth, okay, Portugal. Um, we're going to be doing two nights in Romania. One in the city of Bailey and uh, another in the city of Patty Sue. Uh-huh. Then we're going to uh, we're going to Greece. Man, this is a good, what a tour. You guys doing uh you guys doing Athens? Now we're doing Shayla. Again, yeah, I really need to I need to brush up on my European geography. Then we're excited we're doing three sold out nights in Cletus, Ireland. You know if that's like north or south? Uh, I think it's south. Yeah, we mostly do southern parts of the country. Uh-huh. Okay. Cyrus, Lithuania. We're doing two dates in Randy. Randy? Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a city in Poland. Above the day. Oh, okay. And then we hit three dates in the UK. Ah, uh, London Town. Um, no, actually, we're going to be doing uh, one in Buckley, uh, one in Bubba, and one in Merle. Yeah, I just... Uh, Never, I haven't heard of many of these cities, so maybe I missed this stuff in school. You know, it's been so long. Oh, that's a ride above the Dave. Yeah, no, there's plenty of beautiful countries and cities that we're very excited to take that Billy Strings music to this coming fall. Well, that's cool, man. Hell yeah. Good for you. That's great. Uh, man, what else has been kicking it with you? Shit. Yeah, it's been a wonderful year. I've gotten to play some music with Bob Weir. That's right, yeah. Yeah, released a single with uh, Willie Nelson. Yeah, I was, I was saying that. Yeah, that's a big deal. Almost a very big deal. And when I'm not doing that, I'm just kind of kicking back and, you know, relaxing with my homie Austin Richard Post. Austin Richard Post. You don't know Austin Richard Post? He's a very famous musician. Oh, he's got all the um, tattoos all over his, his body and his face. Are you talking about Post Malone? Ah, yes, yes, yes. Austin Richard Post. That's right, you were kicking it with Post Malone. That's that's dope, dude. I don't know. I didn't know if that was an unlikely duo, but I think it kind of makes sense. I love Austin's music, man. It's, uh, yeah, I think what he's doing is wonderful. Oh, cool, man. What's uh, what's your favorite Post Malone song? Favorite Post Malone song? Oh, there's so many good ones, but for, for real, though, for me, 
Uh, it's, uh, only want to be with you. Oh, uh, yeah, Billy, uh, only want to be with you is actually a cover. Say what? Yeah, 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 no, uh, only he did a cover. It's a, it's a Hootie and the Blowfish song. Oh, well, my, my word. I, I, you know, I thought that was just one of the most original tunes I ever heard in my life. No, yeah, listen to the original. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, everything's the same. I think he changed one lyric, but, uh, yeah. No, a cool cover, though. I like that. That was ambitious. Yeah, yeah, that's a great song right there. So has there been anyone else uh, you've been spending a lot of time with? Um, uh, let me think. Oh, Les Claypool is here. I've been spending a lot of time with my, my man here, Les Claypool, and we've been fishing. Pretty much what he said right there. I mean, he's just a just a wonderful man and just an expert fisherman, which I do appreciate. Yeah, yeah, because I know you're big into fishing. That's a big thing for you. Oh yeah, I reckon that's the most important thing in my life next to music. Well, wow, that's pretty big. Uh huh. I don't know if I ca- caught that. But the man is a prophet and a poet. Yes, hello. Thank you for calling AT&T. How may I help you today? Uh, yeah. I don't know why I'm calling. Excuse me, sir. Do you mind if I put you on a brief hold? Um, yeah, sure. That's fine. Um, yeah, Bill. What are we on hold for? Damn it, Les! <laughs> just that voice just gets me every time. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, we do, uh, we, we catch a lot of fish, but we throw a lot back. Mother Day, that's, uh, that's a life lesson that you gotta understand. It's something tranquil. There's something just serene about being out on the, on the water. Early in the morning, catching fish, tossing them back. Pretty much what he said right there. Uh-huh. Welcome back to House County, Georgia. Um, yeah, I'm gonna... Wait a second. Awful House don't got no drive through <laughs> Dang, Les. I'll go fishing with you, Les. All right, brother Dave, we're going to go fishing. All right, okay, sure. Yeah, we can cut it short. I, uh, Jeff, just uh, have, come back soon. You know, we'd love to love you have you back on the podcast, Billy. Oh, sure thing. I'll come back. Uh, I'll come back real soon, everybody. Thanks so much for all the support and love from the fans out there. I'm going to go sit on a boat with another grown man for like six, eight to eight hours. I uh, don't get the appeal, but uh, I'm happy that you have um, all these fun passions in your life, Billy. Thank you very much, everybody. And Les Claypool, thanks for coming on by the podcast, man. Always popping in. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Billy Strings and Les Claypool. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for episode 48 of the Lot Scene Podcast. Thank you to my guests, Jerry Garcia from Heaven, Tom York from Radiohead, Lisa, the wife of a fish fan, Billy Strings, and Les Claypool. That's a, that's a, quite an episode. 
if I do say so myself. Next week, I'm going to do another deep dive into the history of the Disco Biscuits. We're doing the year 2002. That's right. We're gonna, I'm going to tell you all about my thoughts and feelings about 2002. After that, we're getting a visit from Trey Anastasio, Phil Lesh, and Trevor Weeks. And finally, first timer to the podcast. We're very excited to have her on. She is a new jam sensation. We are very excited to have Karina Reichman on the podcast next week. So if you do not follow us, by the way, on Instagram at the Lot Scene Podcast, and you can stay up on all the things that are coming your way this season and other fun stuff. As always, have a wonderful rest of your day and week. We will see you next week on another episode of The Lot Scene.